podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a returning guest, somebody with whom, you know, the chat goes really smoothly, but also has a very vast knowledge of the Indian domestic circuit. Hello, Ramchandra. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Ajit. Uh, thanks for the invite again and happy to be here again. It's my pleasure. I I must say I got some uh, wonderful uh, feedback on how your participation uh, was received so I'm more than happy to have you on the podcast when possible so thank you for giving us your time going forward well let's get right into first of all the test that is currently underway we are very happy you know even during IPL there is some test match cricket to follow and that will always you know keep us uh, keep the cockles of our heart warm here and um, well ireland seem to have sprung a little bit of a surprise on sri lanka we are in the second day and they have made uh, 492 and uh, well sri lanka started a fight back but what are your thoughts on this yeah after the first test you know it was a proper drubbing in the first test i think like, what the sri lanka mm-hmm. scored clo- close to 600 i guess i think 590 or something they got i think three three centurions and then jai surya just rolled them over a goal i think even if australia or england also plays in sri lanka right i mean they are they are a strong side and uh, uh, ireland are no match to be very honest but i'm really surprised and really happy to see the way england, ireland are fighting back in the second uh, test but it's still early days i think uh, i think sri lanka have given a very good fight back actually 81 for 0 is not a bad uh, you know uh, place to be in but still uh, they have a mountain to climb now the 492 it's a huge score Uh, but i'm sure that they'll overhaul this and they'll find a way to win this test i think uh, if they get a lead of 100 or something i think they'll make amends in the third uh, innings i guess i'm curious as to how this might actually work out because you know the way they have started they may have done enough to maybe you know they'll need one more day of batting right let's be clear about yeah, that yeah but sri lanka if they have to really think of winning this they have to get on the other side of i don't know 650s maybe you know something yeah. like a tangible lead you don't uh, expect that ireland may be able to put up the same resistance also mm-hmm. in the second innings because uh, somehow sri lankan spinners were not at all very effective in the second test yeah that was that i think the pitch was really flat and you could see that you know you know the back foot they were playing so mm-hmm. i think 492 is pretty much sums up the nature of the pitch more than the ability of the island batters right it sums up the nature of the pitch probably i'm sure that you know at least 100 runs lead for sri lanka and uh, you know they'll come back and win in the third innings uh, because by that time the pitch would have really been uh, deteriorated and uh, once again jay surya will come to the fore and then he definitely i think uh, decimate the opposition in the third innings Uh, let's hope so if you are a sri lanka fan but i mean there are some very good points here so first of all paul sterling getting a made in 100 and a lot of near misses so andy balbirney 95 larkan tucker uh, 80 but then curtis yeah. camper going on to make a made in 100 as well so yeah. you know ireland would be really happy that uh, you know first of all they made such a big score touring away they batted 145 overs a lot of uh, sort of flag stick if you are an irish fan 
Yeah, that's true. I think it's it's such a positive thing, right? Like if Ireland and uh, the other test teams, you know, Afghanistan can put up a fight. I, I mean, they mm. might not win for another five years or ten years. They might not win a test match against strong teams. But if the fight and take the game to the, at least the fourth or the fifth day, that's a, that's a positive, you know. That's the way it is. I mean, no team, uh, the moment they get the test stages, no team is going to come and win test matches. I mean, that's the way it is. Bangladesh took almost like two decades to come to the fore to be, I mean, to be even recognized as a piece. So, force. So, I think uh, this is a great positive, both Ireland and Afghanistan doing well. And uh, let's see, I think, uh, uh, given the conditions in Ireland, if they play regularly at home, probably they can be a force to reckon with. I mean, we've actually had this chat in one of our previous episodes. Will they be able to really do that is the question for us, right? Because yeah. um, are they able to sustain test cricket if they were to host it at home? This is one of the questions. And of course, they probably have a slightly limited sort of a window because of where they play. It's it's England adjacent. If, if anything, it's probably colder. You know, some, there are some challenges there, but I mean, all in all, you'd be really enthused for a test match fan. I mean, for the amount of service that Paul Sterling has provided for Ireland, it would have been amiss for me if he could not go on to make a made-in test match 100. So he had retired hurt on the first day, but then he came back and he was able to complete 100, very deserved. I mean, uh, when when it comes to Paul Sterling, he's one of those old school, uh, old school cricket players, a bit, uh, let's say, broad in the beam, yet he retains cricketing fitness, clearly. Right, and uh, he plays um, a lot of um, lot of cricket. I, not only the T Twenty scene, but also I. I don't know if he also plays, um, you know, first class cricket regularly. But th- that's that's quite a serious cricket player. And for me, it would have been a real shame if he could not have gone on to finish or get a made in Test hundred. So well done to him. Yeah. So a quick prediction. Do you see? Uh, I guess you already sort of made it earlier. Yeah, on. yeah, that's right. You still I'm sure that uh, Sri Lanka will find a way to come back and win this Test match. I think, yeah, 500 is 500 runs are a lot on the board, but still, I think uh, even if they fall behind by 50 runs, to say something like that, if Sri Lanka get bowled out for 400 and they, you know, suffer uh, a setback like they give away 100 run lead, I'm still sure third innings. I think Jayasuriya will uh, mm. will again all those tricks and probably 100 and 150. They'll be bowled out, and uh, yeah, they'll find a way to win this. I think I don't think uh, they should be like uh, you know uncomfortable chasing anything around 150 to 200 if that happens. But uh, yeah, if they play well, I think uh, they need not bat also in the fourth innings. Correct. So I somehow think you know it might come to a hundred or 120 run chase. Though yeah. I do expect, given how flat the pitch has remained, it might not become a real uh, thriller or something. But well, famous last words, right? Let's see how it goes. Yeah. So, moving on, there is more international cricket to discuss. Again, a very heartwarming thing. New Zealand and Pakistan are playing a yeah. T20A series currently and then they'll go on to play a ODI series. But if you were to discuss the T20A series, does the result surprise you at all that they've actually squared the yeah, series? It's, it's really surprising, isn't it? I think this is what, second or third string uh, New Zealand side, full strength uh, Pakistan side losing at home. This, this is a shocker, to be very honest. Right. I mean, for sure, if you are a Pakistani cricket fan, you would be a bit, you would consider this a bit amiss because you would expect that, you know, maybe with the second, third string sort of a New Zealand team, as you put it. Look, I, we can definitely pick up five people who would definitely make the squad, right? So, Jimmy Nisham didn't have a gig, so he's here for New Zealand. But people like Mark Chapman and Chad Bowes, they've really made a, this opportunity count. And that's very nice to see if you are a fan, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Chapman got a hundred. I mean, that's such a great thing, right? Like for someone who I think he was robbed. I think in the sixties, probably that much. But still, a century is a century. Two two is probably they'll mm-hmm. take this any day in a week. Like two two going to Pakistan and you know, uh, leveling the series is such a positive thing. And I think Pakistan still has that issue unless they change their opening partnership, right? Rizwan and Babar, the both mm-hmm. similar kind of batsmen. I think they just go in that one twenty, one thirty range. That's that's not the way. I mean, it's. I can understand, you know, early days of T20s in the, you know, 2007-8. You can, I mean, then people were figuring out T20. At that time, probably 120, 130 was acceptable. But these days, unless you score at least at 140, 150, I don't think mm. you should be opening. That's the problem with KL Rahul also, right? Like, we mm. don't want him to open just for the simple reason that he eats too many balls in the, you know, power play. So you want aggressive batsmen, and if you don't have that kind of an approach, then it's it's a problem. I think probably the root cause of Pakistan's batting woes, I think, is simply because of their opening partnership. Well, at least on the last game, that was not much of a concern. Maybe you know because Rizwan uh, went on at 150 plus strike rate. But what happens is he needs some time to. You know, get to the strike rate. Probably he starts off slower and slowly he picks up. So he, they had some injection of urgency through Iftikhar Ahmed, who I thought had a very good series, by the way, Iftikhar Ahmed. And of course, Imad Wasim, he's uh, made a decent comeback in the last two series, right? So as far as I was concerned, when you know New Zealand were to chase 194, yeah. I thought, well, they are in a bit of trouble here because yeah, it was a decider. I mean, yeah. the fourth one got rained off. I mean. Yeah. I'm very curious if it had not got rained off, would New Zealand have gone into this series decider, you know, to all. They had a decent yeah. score in hand, even in the one that got rained off. But in the, at least the last game, again, it took a miraculous sort of a hitting from Mark Chapman to get New Zealand home. Because look, from 4 for 73 in the 10th over, literally 10 overs, uh, you need 120 plus in the last 10 overs. And that was easily done. And, you know, they won in the last over with four balls left. So, yeah. Mark Ma, Mark Chapman finally sort of uh, showing he belongs at the international cricket. He's already played for Hong Kong, right, before he's uh, represented yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. What I like about New Zealand cricket is uh, with the limited set of players that they have, the amount of impact they can make. So, people like Rachin Ravindra, Henry Shipley, you know, um, also people like uh, Chad Bose, as we already discussed, all of these people are sort of trying to take the chances that are being given to them. So, well, New Zealand cricket remains in good hands. And Pakistan, even though this is not a setback, it would be perceived as such. Because uh, there are some fan podcasts I listen to or fan, uh, let's say, video uh, videos yeah. on YouTube that I listen to. And I'm very curious what they have to say about this. I've not yet had a chance. Any chance <laughs> yeah. you've, you've caught up on some of these? See, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, look, uh, just look at Pakistan, what they've done in the past year. So they lost everything at home. I think they lost test series against England. They lost test series against uh, Australia. They almost lost test series against uh, New Zealand. So, I mean, you're not even winning at home. Then there is a serious problem, isn't it? That it's a captaincy or the kind of players they have. And on paper, they still look a very good side. But unfortunately they're not able to do that and they're not able to perform so there has to be some issue and you you don't lose series on a regular basis at home and if you're losing that there's some serious issue i mean you got to address that well the current captain has been given uh you know conditional backing by the board barbara azam but he might be very close to you know uh, last chance uh, sort of situation but uh, let's see let's see because there are people who says Babar Azam shouldn't play the T20s it should be somebody like you know Shadab Khan leading the T20 yeah, side yeah. 
and also i think i don't think he's in he's an astute captain i think uh, mm. you can see you know there's some backwing tactics with him and uh, he's not that proactive when it comes to t20 so that that also plays a role and i think t20 you know one single over can change the course of the game so when the game is that tight i think you need astute captains to lead your side and someone like a dhoni or a rohit sharma you know who who you know assess the conditions and take decision instead of going in a you know conventional way power azam is pretty rigid i don't think he changes his tactics much so he just goes with the common conventional way and uh, i mean you could see the results you know they hardly won anywhere they change anything mm. all right so you think it's time for change pa babar azam at least as a t20 skipper or babar azam overall as a skipper you see in test and odis i think uh, i don't think it's an issue with the 50 overs or a t- uh, uh, test matches but i think uh, i think t20 they need to look in and get in a young captain you know who is probably made for this format someone like a shadab khan as you mentioned i think those kind of players who are you know flamboyant from the nature I think those kind of captains will help someone like hardik pandya you know the way he changed gujarat titans you need that kind of a captain indeed and also he's been given the uh, t20a captaincy of india it makes sort of sense that you know with rohit sometimes not being available kohli now no longer in the captaincy frame it makes sense that uh, somebody like pandya be given the test match uh, sorry the limited overs captaincy even if you're an indian uh, team so i think shadab khan would make a good uh, good choice because he's he's after all captained Absolutely, uh, in yeah. PSL level, right, and with some success. So, also somebody like Iftikhar, I like his attitude, and he's been quite a journeyman player. Maybe get somebody like him involved. Yeah, you could see Ajit. There is a lot of talent. Mm. I somehow they find a way to lose these games. There is a lot of talent in Pakistan, but somehow they find a way to lose these games. It's really baffling, you know. And it's like I just cannot understand how they lose on a consistent basis. No, I think uh, first of all, their their main bowling, so Shahin Shafridi and Haris Rao, they are a little bit off color in the series effort. Shahin Shafridi got the breakthroughs, but he also leaked a lot of runs, which is you don't expect somebody like him uh, to leak that much, right? That's okay. Uh, but something uh, something they'll uh, have to work on come the you know I think there's an Asia Cup this year, and then of course there's a T20 World Cup as well. So uh, important yes. year, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Those were the two international series that we wanted to talk about. So, first of all, the IPL. Yes. Have you been following it closely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just following. I think every day. I think the games are close. I'm following them, and uh, I mean, at least following the scores. And uh, you know, if I'm not able to watch them live, I'm at least following the scores uh, every single match. Well, at least Royal Challengers Bangalore. I think we should start right there. We both are from Bangalore, after all. So, yeah. I mean, sure. they seem to have raised our hopes a little. If you are a uh, If you are a fan, uh, I think I am really skeptical even now. I think they they pretty much plotted to deceive most <laughs> of the times. Look uh. at this, Akshit. I think they just got four players. You know, three batsmen are firing and one bowler is doing well. Mm. Apart from that, it's there's nothing. I think there's nothing in the middle order. It's probably one of the most fragile middle orders you will ever see. Mm. Probably in the history of the IPL. Mm. Anuj Rawat, La Ram Lamro, who is that? Uh, Mahipal Lamro, yeah. Yeah, I, he hardly, you know, is getting a run. Then there's Anuj Rawat, who actually came in as an impact player and unfortunately ended up being a night watchman that day. Mm. And then there was there's one more guy who has probably there's probably he's shown that potential, but even he has not got any runs. So at least unless they get in someone like Bandage or someone, you know, who's a, who's an attacking batsman, I don't think there's there's going to be any change. Well, there is another name, new, right? Dinesh Karthik. Yeah. Yeah, Dinesh Karthik. He is unfortunately misfiring. I think that is a problem. Mm. Look, I think Kajit. I'm sure that there'll be one day where all the top or top 
three batsmen will fail mm. and you'll be bowled out for 80 or 100 <laughs> i'm sure that's going to happen mm. so i think you need to have a backup right so as long as you can't depend on these three guys to win you every single game and also the bowling we've been really been lucky because siraj you know i think mm. he is hardly bowling a bad ball so you could see that with a economy rate of six or seven he's picking wickets two or three wickets every single game how consistent has he become i think he's he's become like a bank for rcb imagine if he was not what he is now mm. rcb would have been in tatters like thanks to siraj that you know he's he's holding that bowling attack on single-handedly I would like to also give uh, somebody like Harshal Patel a bit of credit there. Spinners are not doing particularly badly. But yes, if yeah. they were to task with you know, defending anything around 160, I think this RCB attack will definitely struggle. I mean, Siraj or not, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's something they have to really look at because then the onus is always on their batters to you know make a big score. So 174 they made against Punjab Kings a while back. It was it was not looking very very safe, right? So, Kohli and Fafdi Plessis set up a huge total. Then nothing came from the middle order, and then well, Glenn Maxwell does something, and every now and then he wins you the game, right? But uh, they had some serious power uh, in the back end. So Jitesh Sharma, Shahrukh Khan, and uh, so you would expect, you know, maybe they'll chase this down. But uh, luckily, yeah. luckily on that day again, it was basically a Siraj masterclass that saved uh, RCB. But Vijay Kumar Vaishak. Karnataka player is now in RCB ranks. He said he's played three games already this season. Two were sort of a little bit mediocre. But the first one, he yeah. took a 3-4. Yeah. Thoughts? Look, I think Ajit, I'm not a... like. I mean, he has potential, but I, I'm not sure whether this is the format he should be playing in. Mm. Uh, because I watched him in all the Ranji matches and also the whole domestic season. He is not really someone who's suitable for this format. It's uh, that's what I believe because look, uh, he's got just his stock deliveries that slower ball which he balls. I think different kind of slower balls he has, mm. and then his quicker ball is somewhere close to 140. Apart from this, I don't, I didn't see any variations with him. Someone like a Kaushi would have been a much better option to be very honest with you. Mm. Uh, but I think Vaishak has got in, and it's really you know. Uh, a great thing for Karnataka fans because after two years, a Karnataka player finally played for RCB. That's a <laughs> you know that's a huge plus in that aspect. But I'm not really you know expecting you know some some miracle from Vaisha. He will uh, you know be taken for runs. I'm sure. And uh, even if body language suggests that you know he's he's probably like the moment he gives away runs, uh, there is no hiding. You know I don't see him like you know being that kind of a bowler, bankable bowler who can you know bowl you four overs and pick your wickets. Uh, if he can keep that scoring rate somewhere around 35 to 40 runs every year in his four overs, he would have done a great job. But mm. I'm not sure we'll, whether he'll be persisted with because I think Hazel will be back. So one seam bowler will be in and I think they'll probably go with uh, Karan Sharma in the days uh, in the games to come. I think probably uh, Vaishak, I don't think he is giving that kind of a confidence to the team tank. The last three, two, three games were really mediocre as you mentioned and uh, I don't see him getting another game. Mm. Look, in, in, in Siraj, he has an example who started off as a back-of-the-length, sort of a test-match length bowler, who's exactly. now grown yes. very, very smoothly to, you know, get to a point yeah. where he's become an India mainstay. So, there are some examples yeah. there if you are uh, Vaishak. And, uh, well, he yes. had a breakthrough year, right, in first class this year. So, yeah. he has a lot sure. to look forward to, a lot to build on. Let's see Let's see if he's able to do that. But Yeah, as I mentioned, it's still work in progress. It will take some time. But, uh, yeah, for this season, I don't think he'll be persistent with. Uh, he'll, he'll have to go to drawing board and uh, work a lot. Indeed. I mean, that, that comes and goes, right? So, that's a part of the growth. Uh, that was RCB. So, before we really move away from RCB, 
any thoughts on whether they'll let us down again or whether they'll actually hold up their end of the bargain at the moment ajit i feel that they're good for uh, at least the playoffs i think uh, they'll find a way to win another uh, three or four games and they should be probably in the playoffs and from there hmm. it's about having two or three good days in the office and that's all and hmm. you know who put their hands up and perform uh, you know on on those important days that's what you know decides the winner and uh, you can have a mediocre season throughout as a ba- any batsman or a bowler if you perform in the knockouts you would win the championship i mean if you remember shane watson right 2018 ipl i think he had a very ordinary uh, league stage mm. finally in the finals he got 101 csk right. uh, the championship so right. someone needs to put their hands up and say look i'm going to do this for the team and uh, as i said you i think if they don't sort out the middle order uh, and if you find you know 242 or 343 in the playoffs mm. then you have uh, no one to fall back to so that is something that is one concern and apart from that i think uh, the bowling also as i mentioned siraj and harshal can be wavered at times siraj is the only bankable bowler what you have and uh, uh, look at this point in time ajit and i what way the rcb think tank thinking when they released uh, yeshwendra chahal i think what kind of a bowler he was i think the way he used to pick up wickets we were missing a spin uh, you know well i mean this season with the you know impact player available you don't even have to worry yeah. about he needs to bat right you really can completely yeah, do it true true exactly yeah that's what and hasaranga uh, i think uh, though he is picking up wickets i don't think he's been that uh, economical he's been giving runs from 9 or 10 runs on over so that's not really ideal for uh, for a spinner hmm. uh, that two or three is for me so it's it's always a, like uh, kind of a, you know Uh, a double edge sword for the spinner at the chinna swami you can go for runs at the same time you can pick up wickets that's why i think i'm a huge fan of chahal the way he bowled for those four or five years at the chinna swami mm. you know short boundaries 60 70 meter boundaries uh, he used to go at 30 35 runs a match and used to pick you two or three wickets uh, no i don't think no spinner has has that kind of an had, had uh, that kind of an impact at the chinna swami so letting him uh, go was, was was a blunder in my opinion Fair I think their choices were sort of limited. They probably went on to somebody like Hasaranga simply because of his batting yeah. potential as well, right? Chances of yeah, lower order runs. Yeah. Okay, so you think this might be well the season where RCB may give our fans, uh, you know, the long-suffering fans something to cheer about? <laughs> yeah, 15 years. Uh, probably. Let's see. I think uh, miracles do happen. <laughs> so if we win this season. Uh, i think probably this is going to be one of the most miraculous seasons in the ipl ever because uh, as i said i think ipl uh, do not have all their bases covered so with this team if they can win i think i will call that a miracle fair enough so i think i understand what you're saying all right so coming back to the other teams so when i look at the table well it's sort of showing itself more or less at this stage to be where it we always find ourselves if you are a you know sort of fan of certain teams so gujarat titans they are a new team but they have clearly started that you know started in the way as champions do or defending champions in this case do uh, lucknow super giants or there or there abouts right so rajasthan royals chennai super kings there are not a lot of surprises in the top 4 then the next rung again absolutely no surprises you have rcb you have punjab kings mumbai indians started a bit slowly but they are catching up here right but then the surprise for me was the complete complete non performance of delhi capitals who were at the bottom any surprises there at all for you or is it sort of uh, expected uh, not at all i think this was this was on the expected lens the moment they lost rishabh pant the captain was gone and they had to fall back to david warner and this guy david warner he is not the 
you know, Warner of 2015-16 who used to strike at 140-150. He's taking so much time to get those runs, you know, 110-120 strike rate. I don't think it's acceptable at this level. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have anyone in the middle order. I think Manish Pandey is doing uh, okay, okay-ish kind of bit like he's getting those 20s. 30s that he got a one half century mm. uh, on a losing a losing cause. Apart from there is not any much of a promise. And Axel Patel is doing all the duty. I think he's bowling, he's batting, he's fielding. Apart from Axel Patel, Manish Pandey, and uh, David Warner to a certain extent, I don't see any promising players. I think Mukesh really bowled well yesterday to win that game for them. Right. Andy Mukesh has one positive, and uh, Kuldeep Yadav. So you have four or five. Like similar fate of RCB with the Delhi Capitals also. Unfortunately, they lost a couple of close games in the you know initial phases. Uh, losing five games up up front, Ajit, you are already fighting a, a losing battle and you are actually doing the catching up game. I mean miracles do happen. They can still come back and win. I think they won two on the bonds now. So if you can pile on from here and win games, take one game at a time. You never know. I think it can come down to net run right at the end of the day. So you will see Gujarat Titans, Rajasthan Royals, and other teams losing a few games uh, down the line. Mm. So if that happens and if the net net run rate is there and there awards, you never know. I think uh, if three or two or three teams are tied at you know one point or something. So any team can qualify. They're not really no team is out of the you know competition yet. Mm-hmm. I think KKR too. They're having a pathetic season. Apart from the two two wins, I think they've been really pathetic. Uh, I think more than uh, Delhi Capitals. At least Delhi Capitals, it's pretty much a depleted side. But KKR, they were all the players, but still they're playing ordinary cricket. So these two teams and SRH is the same case. I think they are also struggling a lot. So these three teams are fighting their own battles, whereas the rest of the seven teams are. You know, eyeing for that uh, playoff spot. So it's kind of a anything can happen in the next week or so. Let's hope that you know these three teams also come to the fore and uh, you know, uh, put a fight. Absolutely. So I mean, if you put the other seven teams sort of uh, in a comparison, you are right that indeed they are very close. I mean, there is a game going on today which might be you know which might sort of separate the top four or separate the top three very clearly because. You have Mumbai playing the Gujarat Titans. What happened in the last six hours there with the Gujarat Titans? Yeah, I mean, they're like absolutely. I think they just they just like, like pummeled the uh, Mumbai attack. I think Abhin- it started with Abhinav Manohar, then David Miller and Tevatia came and he just went. You know, he just got his skating shoes on. I mean, it's like on paper it doesn't look all that you know glamorous team, but they're doing their job. That's what matters. I mean, no one gave. Uh, Gujarat Titans a chance to win this competition last year, but they ended up winning quite convincingly. Also, they were actually the table toppers, I guess, if I'm mm-hmm. not wrong. So, I mean, these kind of you know performances. That's why I always say that T20 is not only over the big names; it's over the people who do do, mm-hmm. do that job. Look, how many people knew Abhinav Manohar? You can pay 14 or 16 crores for someone to do the same job, and this guy, someone who you know, no one knows. I think this guy is doing the job for Gujarat Titans. You need those kind of players. So I think that is where I think talent scout and other guys come into play. And Gujarat Titans have really been wonderful in the talent scouting. Look at the domestic players they got. I think Yeshdayal he had one bad game, but last season he was very consistent. Mm-hmm. He did the job for them. Mm-hmm. So you need these kind of domestic players to you know uh, pull your team up. I and mean, in that regard, I think uh, Gujarat Titans have been the best side. No, absolutely. But also LSG. I mean, do you think they're uh... Composition is good to take them deep into the tournament because you do mention that sometimes, you know, at least their skipper and so on, that there could be issues there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, it's kind of an enigma to be very honest. <laughs> they got all the players. I don't know why their captain plays the way he does. Mm. Uh, that 
ridiculous strike rate uh, when he has all the shots in his repertoire. I don't know why he doesn't play the strokes. And one baffling thing was Ajay Dangle. They were chasing 220 or sort of something at Bangalore, and and KL was going at what 110, 120. Mm. I think. In the whole power play, he got just one boundary. I think which opener does that? I mean, and also he was defending that one. So there's something wrong with KL as far as his like mental, the way he's approaching the game is concerned. Once that is clear, I think he, we can see the KL of 2018 where he used to go hammer and tongs at the bowlers. So unless that happens, if KL plays the way he has been playing now, he can he will pile on those runs, those cute little. You know, 60s and 70s at a strike rate of 110 and 120, but that will be counterproductive for his team. And that's what he did in the last year also against RCB in the, you know, qualifier. I think it was an eliminator game where he scored 80 odd in 65 game deliveries, where at the same, in the same number of balls, I think Patidar had scored 100. So that was the eventual difference between the two sides. So I think I don't know the think tank, the senior people sitting in the dressing room. I don't know why no one is noticing this and no one is. You know, asking KL Rahul to make amends, and it's just going on from three years. I think it happened even with the, when he was in the Punjab Kings side also. I think there was a lot of close games with this kind of an approach. Mm-hmm. Look, unless he's going to make amends, I don't think Ajit this side can you know win the championship because they can. They will probably make it to the playoffs uh, in the best case, but after that, I think uh, I don't. I'm mean, not sure what's going to happen after that if KL plays the way he's been doing, and they've got all the bowlers. They got very good spin attack. They got a decent pace attack, mm. and their batting strength is also decent. Despite Huda and others not getting the runs, I think Mayas has been a real surprise. I think he's been doing the job what Quinton Dickock uh, was doing for them last year. Right. Look, imagine someone like Quinton Dickock is struggling to make it to the eleven. So that just uh, speaks volumes about the talent they have in their, uh, you know, in the team. Mm. So, but they have perform. I think the moment, the day KL Rahul. You know, clears uh, his mind and comes and bats at 140 on the strike rate. I think all the problems will be put to rest. Uh, let's hope so. But uh, indeed, it's not just that. I think uh, there are some issues with the balance as well with the team, right? For example, when you look at uh, Stoyan, is probably is a bit too low. They have three really good batsmen in Puran, Badoni, and Stoyan. Is I don't know if they have the batting order right. Pandya is uh, sort of sent up the order to sort of be a stabilizing yeah. factor because. Yeah. If Myers is the hitter, the Rahul is the stabilizing factor. They have some thought process there, but they will probably work these things out. And between Avesh Khan, Navin, uh, Navin Ulhak, and uh, Ravi Ravi Bishnoi, I think that that's all right. Their bowling is all right, but I think they might struggle with the fifth bowler. Myers has not really bowled much, but between Myers yeah. and Marcus Toynis, they are usually taking care of the fifth bowler. And you would think, you know, on a bad day, they will have nowhere to hide. they are using amit mishra very usefully they keep bringing him in um impact yeah gautam also yeah yeah also also gautam i mean i i was not particularly impressed yeah yeah gautam i don't think is is done anything with the ball uh, in his entire career uh, ipl career i don't think he's been he's created that kind of an impact with the ball he's played uh, two or three cameos with the ball but with bowling i don't think he's been impressive so it makes sense to go in someone with uh, Someone like Amit Mishra, it makes sense. Who's a wicket taker? A leg spinning option is always an attacking option. So, yeah, it right. makes sense, you know, to go with Amit Mishra despite his age and other things. Like, I mean, the fact that you're using as an impact player, he did not come on field for you. So that's that issue is sorted. And uh, yeah, Amit Mishra with his with his skill set and with the experience is always handy for any team. Hmm. That uh, more or less sorts out uh, all the teams. So I'll. 
you know we see the scores sort of slowly getting lower now yeah. so we saw yesterday even a 140 being defended so in the first two weeks we didn't even see any 170 or even a low slightly lower score being defended now it's coming to a point where slowly the teams are able to uh, defend even 140 or so do you see this trend continuing maybe potentially that even 150 might become a really good defendable score yeah very sure very very sure about it because you are playing on home and away basis Uh, obviously the pitches will deteriorate the home pitches hyderabad no one expected you know delhi to defend the score the way they did so i think obviously this what like we are midway through now seven games played by each and every team so the moment you are in the playoffs probably 140 150 will be very good score mm. but i think the you know, playoffs will be score played in ahmedabad and chennai again so chennai will be really difficult you know if chennai is playing at chapo uh, you are done i think Dhoni will find a way to win that game, and he'll, he'll spin right. a web, you know. I think with two or three spinners, and they'll make sure that even getting one thirty, one thirty or one forty also will be difficult at Chapok in, in in end of May. So yeah, of course. I mean, uh, as I said, I think pitches will deteriorate, and uh, batting will become much much tougher going forward. So yeah, I think spin is the way ahead. And uh, if you don't have the skill set, you know, to play against spin, uh, you are you are asking for trouble. Fair enough. That was a quick IPL roundup. Now, if we were to move on to the, some of the other news stories, Gary Balance has decided to retire. Uh, all of a sudden, take you by surprise or yeah. something you saw coming? Absolutely, I was like shell shocked. I mean, uh, it's an understatement to be honest. Shell shocked is an understatement because he played for England. Is uh, now he made his debut for Zimbabwe and he's what 35 now, 35, 36. So probably I thought he would at least continue for another year or two. But uh, this came as a surprise because. you know you're playing for a different team now but you decide to hang up your boots in the very first year so i don't know i think what thing is when but still i think uh, a career which he can really i think he, i think he was a decent you know batsman he could have achieved much more grades uh, i mean he could have reached mm. much uh, greater heights but unfortunately that didn't happen but still he should be happy with the career uh, the way his career went about now you're right but he's much younger by the way he's only uh... ఇంగ్లాండ్స్ట్రాలియా some other plans maybe some sort of a deal with uh, the american mlc that is coming up yeah the call pack uh, not sure about that yeah i think the call pack deal is now dead with the uk leaving the eu the call pack deal oh, has died yeah. so now it is something else so i have a feeling he may have set his uh, sights on something else yeah we can wish him good luck that's it yeah absolutely absolutely now moving on well scg has uh, given all uh, sachin tendulkar fans a nice surprise on his 50th birthday also brian lara you know uh-huh. uh, being celebrated that's a great thing isn't it right like uh, it's such a great gesture isn't it and ajit this is what i think cricket i think uh, beyond the boundaries it it actually unifies the whole world i mean 
I don't think any Australian has any issues with that. And if if you want to have something against uh, Steve or uh, Shane Warne in India, also we would we would welcome that. That's the kind of love people have towards cricketers, you know, mm. in the longer run. They can be your uh, you know rivals when they're playing, but you know you admire Shane Warne, you admire someone like Glenn Maxwell or Steve Warne. So the same with uh, Lara and Sachin for the Australians. Right, right. So yeah, indeed, it's a very nice gesture. They've chosen to time it well, even though they've also included Lara in the announcement. Nonetheless, yeah. two greats of the game, very deserved to have a gate after their name yeah. in such an iconic place. So very good to see this, and uh, long may such gestures continue. And uh, it's it's always nice. It warms your uh, heart if you're a cricket fan, right? These sort of gestures, it's nice. Yeah. If you were to then look at the, some of the other mm-hmm. news, so. Ben Stokes has again uh, been named like the leading cricketer of the world by the Wisden magazine and for the third time in about four years, right? So the other five players are also very interesting. So you have Ben Fox, Matthew Potts, Daryl Mitchell, Tom Blundell and Harman Preet Kaur. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? I think this is a bit surprising. Ben Fox is a bit surprising. Mm. I was not expecting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, easily, I think... Uh, I think Joe Root is probably the best batsman. Probably their uh, best cricketer at the moment is Ben Stokes uh, by country mile. I don't think anyone is even close to him. I think when it comes to skills or performance, the way what he has done in the past five to six years, both bat and ball, I think he's easily probably by the time he would retire, probably he'll be right up there uh, next to Ian Botham. Yeah, I mean that's already most of us are expecting. That's how he'll go. So let's see if yeah. that comes to pass. I mean he's a legend for. Uh, for sure, no doubt. Also, the revolution that the England cricket team, especially the test team, underwent under his captaincy, I think he deserves credit for that. And just that, you know, he he comes up with these sort of uh, unbelievable sort of uh, milestones for himself and for his team. He's definitely a special cricketer and he deserves to be celebrated. Also, Harman Preet Kaur from India being recognized for the leadership she's provided. I mean, she did win the inaugural WIPL as well as a captain, but also leader of, uh, you know, the Indian cricket team. But more importantly, I think also as a role model for many, many women's cricketers who are coming up. Very true. Very true. Yeah, I think uh, she has shown that, you know, even I think that one run out really actually cost us the game and probably the World Cup. Uh, right. I think this is taken the side, uh, you know, from where uh, Mithali Raj had left off and she's really doing well and the side is... Like picking up, I think it's just a matter of time. I think uh, this team will probably win a win a uh, tournament. You know, it's 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 coming. It's it's uh, on the corner. I'm sure the way it's like the, you know things are you know falling in place. I don't. I'm sure that you know they'll find a way to win a championship. All right, the Indian team that's been announced for the World Test Championship. Well, Australia announced it beforehand, like a couple of days before this, and India followed suit. So, your thoughts on the two teams? Let's start with India first. Yeah. Uh, look, I think. Uh, Everything is sorted, you know. The moment uh, Shreya Sayer was ruled out, mm. Rishabh Pant was ruled out. Mm. We knew that, you know, KS Bharat had a, a pretty poor, uh, you know, Border Gavaskar series. So, but still, you know, persisting with him for four games makes sense. I mean, you just can't decide uh, after one series. So, him as a specialist or keeper, no issues with that. I think Rahanas was a bit surprised. At the same time, I think I can see why Rahana has been chosen, probably for his experience. Uh, Probably for because it's just a one-off test and uh, you don't want to blood in a youngster, a Sarfraz Khan or a Abhimanyu Ishwaran, you know, who haven't played international cricket. For them, you know, playing in England against Australia, uh, you know, making a debut in such a high-profile uh, final, probably that would, would be too much to ask from a youngster. Probably that could be the reason why Rajin Karahan has been brought back. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, irrespective of how you look at it, probably 
they're playing safe. The Celtics are playing safe. You can at least bank on Ajinkya Rahane who's got that experience. So that's why probably he's got the nod ahead. So uh, per, on a personal front, I'm not happy with this, you know, uh, going back to Rahane or even KL Rahul for that matter. I don't think he should be playing test cricket because uh, look, I mean, his numbers are really ordinary in the last year. I mean, mm. How many chances are going to give him? Because there are a lot of youngsters waiting in the wings. You give them the chance. I mean, someone like Priyank Panchal, even Ishwaran, even Mayank Agarwal for that matter. He had a great season last year. So, what are we going to tell these guys? That we are going to persist with these guys, irrespective of how many they score for years together. Kiel Rahul averages 22 in the last two years. Imagine someone being persistent with him. And I think there's a theory going around that probably he will be keeping wickets. Uh, on a on a personal level, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I don't think uh, you need you should be having uh, makeshift wicket keepers for the test matches. It's too big a risk. Mm -hmm. You know, one catch can change the game. So, uh, but if you look at KS Bharat, probably he would struggle to get runs uh, in in England. Probably I'm sure that KL Rahul will find his place in the eleven. So uh, so will Ajinkya Rahane. Mm. So they'll probably open with Rohit and Gill, then Raha, then Pujara, Kohli, Rahane. And KL Rahul as a keeper, probably this is what I'm thinking. And uh, will they go with Ashwin or Jadeja? Is that that is a million dollar question because uh, Ashwin has been really, I mean, he's, he's probably bowling at his best. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rahane, I mean, uh, Jadeja too, he had a great uh, water gavaskar series. I think going into two spinners will be a too much of a luxury at the oval. Probably they will have probably want four seamers. Shami, Siraj, Umesh Adav are the sure shots. Mm -hmm. Whether it will be Umesh Adav, uh, whether it will be Unat Kut, or Shardul Thakur, that is one place which you know I'm not sure about. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably you never know. They can go with two spinners also and swing in a surprise for the opposition. Right. It it seems it seems like a little bit of a sort of what you said. It's very clear that uh, they have an idea how the team should shape up. But I do agree if Rahul plays ahead of somebody like KS Bharat, who's more of a pure keeper. Because he can give yeah. you those runs. I, th I think that's not fair on Bharat, but also it's not fair because it's a five-day game. You get away with these sort yes. of moves in a shorter format. T20. Yeah, true. Well, they'll not have many games. They'll have to immediately... Yeah, I can see. Uh, the fact that it's just a one-off game, they're taking chances with Rahane and KL Rahul uh, because they don't want some youngster to come in and play this game. Right. Uh, there's the word championship at stake. So, probably they're playing safe. Mm. Indeed. That's that's the whole point, I'm sure. But let's see if they're able to get away with it. Get this... Uh... Yeah, it's going to be really tough, Ajit, I think, with the Austrian attack and uh, the bowling. I think uh, probably this conditions will suit them uh, more than Indians. Mm -hmm. And they are, they'll be ready for the Ashes. They have the Ashes coming up. For, this is a nice way to start uh, the UK tour for them. Well, also the Australian squad. I think they're sweating a little bit on Hazelwood's uh, fitness. Fitness, yeah. But so, also, as many people expected, Warner has actually made the squad. Any surprises there for you? Yeah, it's really surprising. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that his test career is done and rest time. And also, what's surprising, what's more surprising, Ajit, is the two places where uh, uh, David Warner has failed miserably, mm. uh, two countries are England and India. <laughs> and you could see that he was a walking wicket in India. To expect him to open in in, in England against Stuart Brown or Anderson, mm. that's too much, you know, asking him a bit of too much. It's like, uh, you know, Mike Hutterton against uh, Glenn McGrath. It's that kind of a thing, you know. Right. Uh, these two bowlers have a lot of wood over uh, David Warner. It's more about a mental thing. Of course, I mean, uh, I mean he's been dubbed fast-track bully, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the ball doesn't sing or swim. He's probably the best batsman in the world. That's what the experts say. And also in India, in Indian conditions, he struggled to play against spin. So it is 
I don't think they have any, you know, backup openers, you know, who have done well in the Sheffield Sheet. Probably that's why they are also playing safe. They just probably want to give him one more series and see how it goes because he's already 36 now, played over 100 test matches. Probably he can have a, you know, a graceful exit. Mm. But I don't see him performing. Someone who's failed in uh, in his past three tours, I don't see him, you know, making comments in this tour. Probably the same, the usual suspects, you know, Smith and Labushan and Travis Hadley have to do all the scoring. Hmm. Uh, those two are anyway due some runs, and uh, yeah. well, at least you'll have Renshaw, right? Who'll, who'll also be putting some yeah, pressure yeah, on Renshaw, Warner. Yeah, right. right, he's been selected. But yeah, let's see how it uh, actually pans out. But some interesting days if you are, uh, well, if you are yeah, a fan of uh, Test yeah. match cricket, because that game I would actually put Australia favourites. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're clear favourites. There is no match. <laughs> well. I guess it's about how well the two teams come prepared, what sort of a mindset they bring. Because it happened once yeah. last year when India had to play a one-off to England. Well, they were actually upset, I would say, in the last innings by a Bearstow masterclass. If they come yes. as prepared as that to the World Test Championship final, they, they give themselves a reasonable chance of winning. Let's see how that goes. True. All right. Yeah. Those were all the topics we wanted to discuss. There's one more thing, Rajit. There's one positive, I think, I forgot to mention this. I think uh, the BCCI has, has hiked the prize money for the domestic competitions. I think for the Ranji Trophy, it was one crore, I think. And now they made it five crore for the Ranji Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, also for the Vijay Hazare and the Mustakali Trophy winners, it's one crore and two crores. So that's a huge amount. Uh, uh, it's a great perk for all the domestic cricketers, you know. The winning uh, prize money is five crores now for Ranji Trophy. That's such a great thing. You know we like to uh, we like to rag on BCCI, but but uh, yeah yeah I hear that credit benefits too yeah credit benefits too as simple as that yeah. no I don't think any any international uh, uh, cricket board spends that much of a money for the domestic competition I don't think any even in Australia or England I don't think the prize money is astronomical uh, to this extent so full credit for the BCCI and Jaisha like team mm-hmm. so they deserve the credits. And uh, of course, I think uh, they should find a way to make this more interesting. There's people hardly watching Ranji Trophy these days. They can find, uh, they can come up with something, prepare an itinerary where at least you know all the international players play at least a game or two every season. One look, if Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul, mm. Pujara, and all this Ashwin, Jadeja turn up at least one or two games every year, that will make a huge. It will be shot in the arm for domestic cricket. I just want that to happen. I just want. You know, it's just a matter of having 15 days window for these players to play two games mm. for their respective states. Uh, you could see that, you know, Sachin Tendulkar played all his life for Mumbai whenever he's available. And uh, so did Rahul Dravid. And in the 80s and 70s, it was like, there used to be cricket seasons, proper cricket seasons. So, Gavaskar, Prasanna, Chandrasekhar, Dehdi and everyone, they always played the Ranji Trophy. We need something of that sort to happen. And I'm sure, you know, it's it's... Really, it doesn't make any sense to expect them to play all the games. It's not going to happen. International cricket is so tight now. So, the calendar is so packed schedule. So, at least one game or two every year. You could plan uh, the itinerary in that uh, way. So, that uh, these big guns come and play. And you could see, you know, if Kohli plays in, in one of the remote cities in India, obviously, Crown is going to come and watch. I remember watching, you know, I think uh, in Mysore in 2010. Yeah, yeah. There was a huge yeah, crowd yeah. there. I mean, you need to take this... Uh, competition to second as cities. In Bangalore, of course, the people will come. But if you take to Hubli, Mysore or Belgavi, the, the crowd will be much more than what it is in Bangalore. Understood. Now, you're also right that, you know, if they can uh, if they can also give back to the system that built them up, 
i guess there are yeah. multiple ways of looking at it but uh, it will be nice if you are able to do this while while we are talking of course um i think mumbai might be in a bit of trouble they just lost green so they have two risk spinners yes. right i think the game is done yeah the game is done i guess i think what uh, 10 overs you have 150 runs to get i think it's ridiculous and you know, 15 mm. runs per over uh, four down and you have now no one out surikumar adha one tim david i think it's too much of an ask i think game is done and dusted i think they need to be careful about the next run right uh, they shouldn't be losing this by huge money margin i think they should be getting somewhere at least you know not more than 30 or 40 runs uh, difference uh, they shouldn't be losing by more than 50 or 60 and they should come close to this target because i don't believe that you know they have a chance now uh, it's too much of an season 58 balls yeah. and 150 runs uh, 150 runs to get unless you have an you know abd villiers in the side it's impossible well they have surya yeah uh, let's see uh, indian right. uh, 360 degree yeah but he do uh, needs a miracle and uh, look i watched this game ajit i mm. watched this live uh, the pitch is not really a, a better of a track what you find at vankade ahmedabad the ball is stopping a bit right. so it's not really going to be easy timing the balls uh, on this pitch well let's hope for the best thank you for your time and uh, we wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from Thanks Ajit. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, thanks. Uh, would like to come again uh, in the next uh, episode. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah, bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.